and welcome back. I am here with my delightful friend Tracy. I am here with my vibrant friend Amber. It's your yellow shirt. And, <laughs> and this is the road to Tarvalin. Not talking about the Wheel of Time today. We are jumping into episode six of Rings of Power. And we're starting off this episode with Adar planting these seeds. I think they're Alfren Elf- seeds. I wrote it down thinking that I might remember. I, I was too <laughs> sidetracked on like his acrylic nails at first. <laughs> I was too distracted by how long it was taking for it to happen. I was like, (laughs) it's dark. Someone's digging in the dirt. They're putting in. What is. Okay. (laughs) And then he says with this show, the darkness, I could actually see what was going on a little bit. It's true. That's I noticed that actually. Yeah. But new life and defiance of death. I do like that. He wants his. Yeah, he wants his orcs to go forth, not as slaves, but as brothers and sisters. I didn't notice any female orcs, but they've got to be there, right? I wrote something down on that, too, because, one, I just didn't know how I felt about that that pep rally that they were having. You know what I mean? I, I I don't know how I feel about it. It was like I was supposed to feel sympathetic for the fact that they are enslaved and i'm like but you're destructive creatures yeah it's i wrote down the exact same thing like okay cool what is what is the reasoning behind this the map looks pretty big they there's no other place for them in the world they have to take from someone else right yeah so a little bit of a question mark there we do get more answers later on in the episode but it's still this is one of those shows where I'm watching it before I go to bed. I'm like winding down. Yes. So it's helpful for me to kind of like turn my head off. Yeah. And when I watch the episodes in that mindset, really liking them, uh-huh. when I come back to rewatch and take notes, then I have many more questions. Yes. Yep. But I I wanted to go back to like the brothers and sisters part because I also was like, are there seriously any female orcs? Have there ever been any female orcs? And I mean, I don't want to necessarily be like binary focused on male and feminine, but I just can't help but always see the orcs as men, as like having that masculine, dominant, destructive warfare vibe. I don't necessarily see female orcs nurturing yeah stereotypical nurturing mama orcs (laughs) maybe they keep them penned up somewhere well i started thinking about trollocs of course because (laughs) i did the same thing (laughs) (laughs) because trolloc females are kept just for breeding i think that was when i was like wait a minute does this mean that the villagers that went over from the half that left when mm-hmm. Bronwyn went, I was like, does this mean that they are part of this fighting crew? Like, that's where the sisters part comes in? Like, because it almost feels like mm-hmm. an afterthought that he's saying it. 
You know, he's yeah. like brothers, and then he's like brothers and sisters. Like he yeah. kind of forgot. <laughs> Thanks, Adar, for being inclusive. <laughs> really appreciate that. <laughs> so I'm glad. I'm glad that you like caught that too. It just felt weird. Yeah. Okay, so then we cut to the tower, and it's empty. You know, night. But Adar smells the elf, Aaron mm-hmm. Deer. Like, what do elves smell like? Very curious. Who knows? Damp leaves, maybe? That's what I would think. Wet wood. Wet wood, maybe brisk river streams. Ooh, I was just just thinking water. Yes. Yeah, it would have to be in there, too. Fields of flowers, sunlight. Aaron Deer smells amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Someone needs to make an Eau de Aaron Deer perfume. Mm. That would be fun. I did really like this. Okay, it's it's a little cheesy, and that's totally okay, but I loved this whole bringing down the tower. Right, yeah. Like, we've got expert archery happening, and he hits the rope, and the rope burns, and the this shoddy-ass tower just falls right down. That was it. Yep. That was all it took. And then he does this, like, spitting back kick and kicks, like, a slab of concrete or brick or whatever, and it (laughs) pulls the doors shut. And I'm loving all of these little, like, booby traps this episode. It made me feel like a little kid again, watching it and being like, yeah, Yeah. get him, like, very Kevin, home alone. (laughs) Yeah, I think that the battle mode Erendir was fun to watch. It was also interesting because the elves definitely seem to have like a a more rigid form of of fighting. At least he does. Like when Galadriel fights, she seems really fluid and like really bendy. Yeah. But Erendir yeah. was more like like everything about him seemed like really kind of like strong and straight and upright. Like that kick that you're talking about, I was like, your body barely moved. Like he just seemed so one piece does that make sense it almost seemed like different fighting styles you know yeah like tai chi versus mm-hmm. i don't know jujitsu or something like some other maybe there's different styles of elf That's... training he's like a woodland elf mm-hmm. or something having mm-hmm. to do with nature i don't remember but maybe galadriel is just something totally different or mm-hmm. she's just that much older that she has, like, special skills that he doesn't, maybe? I think that's absolutely possible, yeah. Because at one point when they're sailing, Galadriel's like, huh, like, I've seen the coast for the past hour before any <laughs> humans have been able to see it. Your puny human eyes. Yeah, but then when the orcs come into the village, like, it didn't really seem like Arendir was the first one to catch sight and be ready. Like, it kind of just looked like everybody <laughs> together was like, oh, the orcs are oh, here. the orcs are here. You know, like, I would have expected him to see the lights from miles away mm-hmm. because they're carrying torches. So maybe there's, like, an age thing going on. Yeah. I don't know. No, I think that that's... Turning my brain off. (laughs) (laughs) I think that that's possible. Um, So we have the moment, the topple of the tower, the topple of the towering, the tower toppling, and we have this first, like, mini victory. And everyone's like, huzzah, off to prepare the village. And I was like, oh, you guys guys have a plan. 
that's so cute. Look at you with your plan. Like I did. I actually really loved that. Like they were like, let's go. And I, at the same time, I keep thinking about what you had said about creating the false tension. Is that how you had phrased it in the show? Or yeah, forced tension, yeah. maybe? Um, yeah. But, like, creating this, like, what's going to happen? And then it happens. And then, oh, this thing. And then, oh, this thing. And I know that that's how it's supposed to go. But this one just felt... Because, I mean, I think this happens, like, three times in this one episode. These little mini victories. And I'm just like, um, guys... There are other plot lines. We could be no Harfoots, no stranger stuff, no weird, creepy, druidish, culty people falling around. It was all just like this spot in the Southlands and the Numenorians, whatever they're called, arriving. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I wasn't surprised at any point, you know? Like, I just felt like it was all kind of, it was enjoyable, but it was really predictable. Tracy's on a cynical rant this morning, apparently. That was me last week. That okay, cool. Week. There's something about the show that feels a lot more casual. Like you can watch it and not really think too hard about it. That's like, true. I feel like they're focusing a lot on these mysteries. Like, yeah. who is Hallbrand? Who is Sauron? Where is Sauron? Mm-hmm. Why is Sauron? Like, Why is Sauron? who's the stranger you know so there's like all of these mysteries going on sometimes maybe I'm focusing on too many things and it makes it less enjoyable and Mm -hmm. when I'm not giving a crap about who's the stranger Mm -hmm. where's Sauron Mm -hmm. I'm just like watching it for pure visual wow factor and I mean top marks on that it's visually really appealing it really is. There w- we'll get there, but there was a shot in particular where I was like, ooh, gotta pause that. That looks nice. <laughs> well done. Can't wait to get there. Yeah. So it moves to the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've got Numenor cruising. Isildur shares an apple with his horse and then wastes it by throwing it in the water. These privileged kids. Does he have no idea what goes into making sure that you have enough food on a boat for everyone, you wasteful <laughs> child? Right. Well, there's, I mean, what about all the other horses? Right. What Give if they wanted a piece of apple? To your horse. Yeah. The, the whole Isildur, Barrack storyline, horse thing, I'm just like. Chop. Why is it even there? It was the first introduction of Beric was really fun. And it just should have ended there. It just should have ended there. I don't need all of this. This Wait, which one's Beric? The horse. friend, right? No, Beric's the horse. Right? See? Yeah. He makes that much of an effect on you. But he gets, like, all this time. And an apple. The kid then wastes and throws away. And then, Half an apple. Yeah. It was very badly edited to make it look like the horse ate the apple when, in fact, he pulls it away from the horse's mouth and it's, like, the same apple. And I maybe I'm focusing too much on the horse. 
No, that's just it. Is I'm like, why is it even the there? Street from a horse farm, so like we take the kids <laughs> to feed them apples. It is a very messy process. Lots right? of juice dripping. Lots it's of crunching. Kind of gross. There are no dainty little bites <laughs> being taken. Let me just nibble at that Isildur. No, maybe these are just special Numenorean horses. Oh my horses god, that they are, are just dainty eaters. They, yeah. And, <laughs> The other question I had was, where are all the people on this boat? There should be a hundred people on this boat. Where are they? Which means probably a hundred horses. Right. They go above deck and there's no one there. (laughs) Well, I think, like, Galadriel is like, you're supposed to be in bed. And he's like, "Ah, I never do what I'm supposed to do. There's horses, only horses. I was busy hanging out with my horse. I don't sleep, man. That's dumb. Yeah, it just, there's so much about it. I think, I think we can maybe blame Robert Jordan for this. We get so Mm -hmm. much detail with him, like when we're reading. And I think when there's a serious lack of attention to real detail, it just drives me crazy. The amount of waste and weirdness that happens aboard those ships, I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. This is, this is so dumb. <laughs> this whole scene didn't even have to happen. All of it. Chop. <laughs> chop. Chop, chop. Yeah. So, okay. We learn from Galadriel that it's a full day's sail to the mountains. Yes. And then I think it's Galadriel and then a day's ride into the Vale. So this should be a two day trip yep. from where they are at right mm-hmm. now, which yep. is dawn. Mm-hmm. We'll go back to that later because mm-hmm. I did some math. We cut to this scene with the queen. Maybe it is the queen that says this, but she's looking over this map and she's got this magnifying glass type thing and as she's talking she's moving it over the map mm-hmm. and it's showing the Southlands and I I really do love how they integrated that into these scene changes I just think it's really cute I and thought of you whimsical yes. yeah <laughs> and it was really shot it was actually Elendil that was talking okay. with the Queen Regent. I I actually wrote it down. I, I think I, it moves directly back to the Southlands yep, after yep. that. And then, you know, there's lots of digging and hammering and weapon sharpening and a triumphant speech and mm-hmm. expert booby trap making and all of this <laughs> is going on. And I really like when a scene feels busy like this. Yes. Yeah. This one felt good. Like, yeah. everyone's feeling kind of triumphant after this yeah. last thing they've got good vibes running through everybody Aaron Deer just made them all believe that they were all gonna see tomorrow sunrise I don't know how he could promise that <laughs> <laughs> stand up and fight and I promise you you will see the sunrise tomorrow I'm like you can't dude you can't <laughs> he's like it's in 20 minutes so some of you <laughs> yeah will probably see it yeah i mean i think that adar was actually more realistic in his speech where he was like some of you will fall not everyone will make it like that's realistic but promising yeah. them all they're gonna live hopeful sure overconfident yeah you kind of want the bad guy to be the one who's like going to give them false 
False hope. I don't know. Hope maybe. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's whatever. It is whatever. It was. I was just like, okay, so we get two speeches on both sides, and oddly enough, I think that Adar's speech would have been better given. <laughs> Adar's to, a better speech writer. Yeah, his his was was better. They should have swapped them or something. I don't know. It just was like <laughs> Aaron Deer's like I'm a soldier. I I have no clue what I'm saying. Like I just. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to say something. Mm-hmm. This isn't my thing. Mm-hmm. Aaron Deer and Bronwyn share a moment. They sure do. They sure do. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about this elf-human relationship? Do you see any problems here? Like, I mean, of course. Cool it? But I'm cool with it. I'm. You know what? I am totally cool with people who, I guess maybe not people... I'm totally cool with finding love, with finding yeah. partnership, with finding support and encouragement and connection. And they obviously share those things. Yeah. And so I'm for it. I'm very much for it. I'm just, I, I don't think it's destined to last. That's how I feel. No. No. Mm-mm. No. I mean, he's going to live forever-ish, right? Right, okay. Yeah. Well, and when they when they were having their that moment, I was kind of thinking about that because, you know, he's already received that warning from the other elf who's now dead, and I'm thinking as like he's staring at Bronwyn, I'm aging her. And yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. Yeah, that's not going to happen to him. But simultaneously, it's like if they're relationship is built strongly enough that won't really matter it will be what exists between them not so much what is on the surface of each other and I kind of like that idea yeah it brings me back to like true blood and the vampire having a relationship with the human he doesn't age but she does and yeah and I mean I think and I think Supernatural did something similar to that with like one of their storylines where the the guy lived forever forever and the woman just kept aging so they kept changing her role in his life mm-hmm. so now everybody thought that even though she was actually his wife they thought they referred to her as his mother you know so yeah, yeah. there are problems to being an immortal and mortal couple yeah yes a couple and i still think get it while you can do you know when I'm moving ahead here, but do you know who I feel like is a better match? Oh. And I don't know Ooh. why. It's just kind of like a subconscious thing with, I think, like the costuming, maybe. Okay. Is when they all ride in, we've got the Numenorians and we've got Hallbrand and last episode I said Bronwyn just looks very stately in that like royal blue very queenly and now they've introduced Hallbrand as the king I'm wondering if that <gasps> they they being Bronwyn and Hallbrand end up a thing because it feels like Bronwyn's like the leader of this village and now Hallbrand is the king that was promised. Does Erendir, I mean, I love the guy. Maybe he, you know, 
I don't, I don't want him to be destroyed when the love of his life dies with, when it feels like 10 mm-hmm. minutes are up for him. Mm-hmm. You know? I think... Yes, you I'm know, shipping that. <laughs> I think you should. I kind of caught like a little glimmer of that as well when it was happening and you saying it. Like one of those little moments that like tickles at the back of your head that you're like, something could be here. And you mm-hmm. vocalizing it like that really... I can see that. I can okay. see that. I mean, Hallbrand's we'll, a good-looking we'll dude. And <laughs> yeah. she's a good-looking gal. They have leadership skills, you know. Or mm. or it turns out Hallbrand is a baddie, and then there's a power struggle, and she has Ooh. to take... Hallbrand down. Take him down, yeah, yeah. And take possession of the crown. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see yeah, how it goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Did we talk about the the moment where Bronwyn and Theo say goodbye to each other? No, we didn't. I just wanted to comment that it's not that great. Maybe I don't need to say that. <laughs> um, but I do really appreciate the mom-son dynamic that keeps coming through. And perhaps yeah. it's because, you know, I spent over half of my son's life being a single parent and there is a bond you develop with your child in a place like that that is unique and having done that and then gotten married and then have a child who has a father from day one it's a very very different experience with those children and I really like it like I don't know how often we get to see like really sweet tender loving moments between moms and sons and I think that that relationship is just really important even like the dad-son relationship between Isildur and uh Elden Elodin what is his name Elendil yeah like that family friend connection that keeps coming through the show I like that didn't necessarily like the the wording and stuff like I liked the idea behind everything that was happening but it felt kind of forced we're seeing a lot of family whether it be found family or family via your race like you know like the family of elves being like Mm. an extension of family Mm -hmm. and dwarves and the humans and like the groupings and we're even seeing it now on the orc side as well with Adar being the father Mm -hmm. of the orcs yeah, so, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're really driving home family a lot in this series. A lot. Thank you. Thank you for letting me, like, kind of back us up to that point. <laughs> no, it it's is, a great point. Thanks. It is one of the things that I do really enjoy about the show. And since I've been spending so much time, like, kind of dumping on it, I, fig- <laughs> I figured I should say something a little nicer. And I think that the actress who plays Bronwyn does a really good job same yeah all right so orcs descend on the village bronwyn's flint isn't working she finally lights the fire booby traps work and i really loved the one-on-one fighting between the villagers and the orcs who are not orcs (laughs) i mean they think that some of them are orcs but they're actually fighting their brethren yeah Ooh. and yeah that was that was kind of rough 
Um, and right. then, you know, we have this Aaron Deer fighting the big, beefy, giant orc. <laughs> and he is saved right in the nick of time. Of course. Bronwyn. Yes. Southlanders cheer. Seems like victory is here. Can't be that easy, can it, Tracy? No, of course not. This is another one of those like mini false victories, you know, I feel like this could have been done so much differently and so much better instead of all of these like starts and stops and hoorays and oh no's. We win, we lose, we win, we lose, we win, we lose. And like we knew that was going to happen anyway. So, I mean, maybe they're doing the best with what they have, you know, like a billion dollars. So... Oh, Tracy, you're so snarky today. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So, Bronwyn is shot twice. We move inside the keep, which is actually the tavern. The healing thing of Bronwyn, I liked I, these seeds. I guess they're multi-purpose seeds. That I guess maybe that's why they carry them in battle. Like, it's about planting them, but also because they have healing properties. Healing like, maybe that's why it's a... Something you take into battle with you, mm-hmm. um, I guess. So, moving back to like mother son dynamic, I thought it was pretty mm-hmm. shady that they made Theo be the one to cauterize her wounds because it was like there's a room full of adults there and you're making her son do it. That's or so Or maybe cruel. this is just like since he's lived with her his entire life and she's a healer, maybe he has a better understanding of what to do it's slapping a piece of hot iron onto someone's skin this isn't a skilled <laughs> position <laughs> well it's like but you know, yes like I, in, yeah i love that you're trying like to find a medicine uh-huh. if you have if you have a surgeon and your mm-hmm. child is brought in like usually the parent would never do surgery on their own because right yeah but oh, it's it's okay. Good for you, Theo. You're, I mean, I was it out. I was really surprised that they were like, "You're gonna do it." I'm like, there's a room full of people. Like he's already like shook up. His poor mom is like potentially gonna die. And now you're like, by the way, add to her agony. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then she dies. Oh wait, of course she doesn't die. Of she course, out. Oh. She wakes up. She wakes up. Weird. Wasn't expecting that to happen. Nope. <laughs> and then Adar arrives. All hope is lost. Uh-huh. But this is when we get my favorite shot of the episode. The thundering hoofbeats of Numenor charging in this was that, straight line was with that your thing? Galadriel just like slightly in front. It was so pretty. It Maybe was it's really just pretty. the horse armor. Mm-hmm. Like. If we go to the Wheel of Time, I loved the horse armor there. Mm-hmm. It, it just looks really cool. Really that, cool. That was a place where I was like, okay, you definitely spent some money on that. Like, yeah, those horses are great. kitted out. Like, yeah, they, they have are. everything. Can you imagine the production that went into making a horse armor and that quantity? Damn. And like, who do you find that does that? <laughs> I mean, there's there has to be someone somewhere, but right. I, I don't see this as being like an easy to no. find this person. Isn't, this isn't a Craigslist posting. This is like 
This is like global searching for mm-hmm. someone, multiple someones, to be able to come in and like pull something like this together. It's just wild. It it is a really fun scene. I did I teared up. I won't lie. You know, like I it love was a good like rah yeah. rah. Like the saviors have arrived. I felt a little conflicted about the urgency that was being pushed with those horses. I was worried about the horses. That's a lot. Like, they were like, it's a day's ride from where they would be, like, taking off from the river to the village Mm -hmm. where they would need to be. There is absolutely no way they ran their horses at that speed the whole time. That would have just been ridiculous. But even just doing it, at like, for that short of a period of time, I was worried about them. I was like, you guys have armor. (laughs) You're carrying dudes wearing armor. Like, there's a lot of... It was pretty. It was pretty. A lot of messed up things happen to horses this week. We get kid pretty much like teasing a horse with like a nibble of apple and then throwing it in the ocean. <laughs> we get horses being ridden at a full pace for Fold roughly out. a day. Yeah. We've got Hallbrand tripping a horse to <laughs> get to Adar. <laughs> And I'm like, really not again. But thankfully, the horse springs back up. Was, and I'm like, Phew. right. I was like, oh, they gave that horse like a full scene of its own to stand back up again to yeah. reassure us as the audience that the horse was fine. <laughs> okay. And I was thankful. I appreciated that. <laughs> Me as too. Well. I was like, I wanted to know the horse was okay. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Now we can move on. <laughs> yes. So with this whole like riding scene. Mm-hmm. I had time about the passing of time because it's daylight as they ride. And then when it switches back to the village, it's nighttime. Full nighttime. So Galadriel had witnessed the sunrise earlier. So it seems as though they have cut the two-day trip down to one. So they arrive at dawn. They make it to the village at dawn, pretty much. Yeah. They rode the horses Yep. All day, mm-hmm. all night. Like 24 hours had passed, I think. That is not possible. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, turning is... my brain off. Turning my brain off. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's a lot of what has to happen with this. And like you said, I feel like the show leans a lot on the mysteries and the vis- and the visuals. At It relies a lot on the mysteries and the visuals (laughs) yeah yeah and we we get two jurassic park call outs (laughs) in one week first with the goat being fed to the dragon and yes house of the dragon and Uh now we have the water barrels vibrating in the southlands before numenor arrives yeah and it was a interesting shot I think mm-hmm. it was well done because I was so focused on the water barrels mm-hmm. that I didn't realize at that same time Adar in the background is like, well, Dreg, I have a task for you. And that must have been when he handed off the real key. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. I didn't catch that until my rewatch. On my first watch, I was like, how? how what? <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> So glad I'm not alone. It was really distracting 
to be like, wait, what? What? I apparently just could not turn my brain off when I was watching this this time. I just couldn't do it. And I'm sorry, uh, Rings of Power. Yeah. I'm sorry, Amazon, that you dumped all this money into this, like, adequate show. It actually, this is so dumb. This makes me appreciate The Wheel of Time more. It makes me want to go much easier on The Wheel of Time. I mean, Absolutely. like, I don't have a ton of criticisms, but there were definitely things where I was like, mm, I don't yeah. know. But now I'm like, I'm looking at these two productions coming out from the same studio and how they're they're approaching them. And I feel as though there is a spirit of, well, this could go good. This could not go good, but we're going to give it our best shot with like the Wheel of Time stuff. And like they kind of admit, well, there are fuck ups here and like we're doing our best over here. And this is the budget we have. We're going to make it work. It's not as big. But I mean, hey. We've been creative. Yeah. We've made things work. And I just, this show got so much money and probably a shit ton of hype on top of it. I mean, when we're looking at budgets, the yes. wheel of time was like pennies. In <laughs> comparison. To... And I, yeah. I think that the effects were better. I think that the storyline was better. I think the representation is better. I think the relationships in the Wheel of Time are better. I didn't expect that to happen, honestly. I was a little worried that Lord of the or the Rings of Power would come out and everyone would be like, oh my god, it's so good. Wheel of Time looks like shit. And instead I'm like, see what you can do when you're creative and use less money and more heart in your project? Because I feel like there's a lot of heart in the Wheel of Time. Maybe it's mine. I don't know. But... You know, like, I just feel You might feel be like... on to something there. <laughs> I could be incredibly biased. I don't know. I read an article that was talking about one of the producers, advisors, somebody who worked for Amazon who was like, I fell asleep during three of the episodes. And I feel him. I feel him. And he's worried about all the money that they spent on it. I get it. But where do we go next, Amber? The Numenorians arrive. They do this really cool, like, chain maneuver and take out a bunch of orcs. And they looked really great. They even had the callback to the Galadriel's little <laughs> fighting training montage because yep. one of the soldiers does a stab and twist move. And I was like, yes, that was you, Galadriel. And yeah, and she's on her horse doing these sick moves. And I'm like, hell yeah, get it. Liked it. Yeah. Oh, Isildur is given permission by the queen to fight. She's like, go ahead. And <laughs> he makes it all the way there just in the nick of time mm -hmm. to save his dad. Of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as Galadriel and Halbrand like take off after Adar, I loved, I loved the scene so much. I thought it was so cute. Theo looks to Aaron Deer and he's like, who is that? And oh, he's yeah. Like, it's the commander of the Northern Galadriel. Armies, Galadriel. And they both look like starstruck children. Right? <laughs> like, it was really cute. You ex I, the music was all wrong for that moment. It was all wrong. Like, it should have been, like, far more sweeping and grandiose. Da, like just, da, da, based da, yeah. da, da, da. <laughs> just based on their faces, it was like exactly what you said, awestruck. I mean, really, after watching her ride her horse like that, right? I, I, would, I would be awestruck, too. Pretty yeah. cool. It was a cool scene. Mm -hmm. um, 
then we kind of like get into the forest and mm-hmm. Galadriel and Hallbrand are ready to kill, mm-hmm. capture, attack Adar. Mm-hmm. And Hallbrand trips the horse. Horse is okay. Thank goodness. Right. And yeah. Hallbrand's like, do you remember me? And he's ready to, you know, thrust a spear through Adar's neck. But. But. But Galadriel saves him in the nick of time. Were you really expecting Halbrand to kill him? I just didn't see this being the end of Adar's story. I think they could have done it. I think they could have done it. Um, but then we wouldn't get a backstory on how baby orcs are made. Right. So so, so we needed to keep him to like continue to feed the storyline. Yeah. Like his backstory is actually, in my opinion, maybe more interesting than some of the other stories we were given throughout the season so far i don't know if i understood it completely could you yeah could you break it down for me a little bit so adar is a race of elk of elk elves (laughs) (laughs) he's an elky elf Wow, your elf call or elf calls. Oh god, your elk calls <laughs> are oh really top notch. Thank you. Thank you. So he's an original orc. <laughs> um uh, he's like the first orc and these elves are bred to create the offspring, which are the orcs that you see pretty much in his army. Okay. And that's why they all call him father. Okay. And he's apparently searching for a new home for his children. So, okay. like, that's why he keeps saying Uruk. He so, feels like it's disrespectful. Right, right. Yeah. And so he's kind of, like, explaining, like, he's looking for a new place for them to flee and start a new life there because they are slaves like he was taken right. into slavery and his orc children are slaves now too so he pretty much doesn't follow sauron anymore he even says that he killed sauron yeah and galadriel's like bs you know not yeah. true but whatever it's an, it's it's all right but i liked this creation story because yes. It does answer weird questions that I had. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Because I was just like, it just kind of confused me. It it also still makes me think that the Elven King is somehow involved in this in the background someplace. And is. I just feel like he's tied to this somehow. Well, he doesn't seem completely trustworthy, does mm-hmm. he? He does not. I mean, he, he tricked Elrond. And, and manipulated other people to trick Elrond, too. So... You know, it's not like he just did it himself. It has, like, that ripple effect of mm-hmm. bad intentions. So I'm just like, you, I've got my eye on you, buddy. Uh, yeah. I don't want to take too long on this. But if Adar is the father of all of those orcs, how does how does their reproductive system work? I Oh, this is going to get weird. I don't think that Adar is constantly creating more orcs. I right. think like he was the original and then a line came after him 
and then like the orcs procreate on their own after that okay thank you thanks because i was like many lines adar (laughs) is a busy 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 (laughs) guy wow that's that's why it's taken all of these years for them to finally make it to the southlands he just kept kept Mm -hmm. going the father of all of them and i mean that does make sense too because even later on when the villagers are standing with adar and that one villager that adar gets him his help with the key he calls Mm -hmm. him father like father you need to get out of the way father come with me so Mm -hmm. it's almost more an honorary title as well as being like a real yeah like these orcs are his descendants yeah okay okay that makes that makes more sense i really kind of struggled with that and maybe it was just because like like i had to watch it twice and then online so Thank you for bringing your knowledge. Yeah, yeah, no I appreciate problem. it so much. Yeah, no okay, problem. cool. So Gladriel's not having it. She feels no sympathy for his sob story, doesn't care. She's like, I will murk you all. The end of your line, I'll even, like, <laughs> torture them. Like, mm-hmm. she does not care. Mm-hmm. And to be honest... I'm not really, like, affected by it. Like, I know I'd seen people online being like, Galadriel shouldn't be, like, a murderous, genocidal person. And I'm like, yeah, but these orcs are, like, reaving and pillaging and plundering. So, like, until they have house training and some manners, (laughs) why not? You know? I do. Yeah. Who are the orc apologists? I show your face. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, she's like whatever and then they're in this barn and Galadriel's ready to murder Adar and right before he gets murked, he's saved in the nick of time by yep. Hallbrand. Mm. So now it's a reverse nick of time saving mm-hmm. from the previous Nick of time saving. We're moving on. <laughs> queen wants to see Hallbrand. Bronwyn meets the queen. They have this real recognizes real moment. I mm-hmm. loved this meet between Bronwyn and the queen of Atlanta. Or the, <laughs> it is the queen of Atlanta. <laughs> The Queen of Numenor. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was, like, a really cool kind of, like, you know, like, Bronwyn's all beat up and bloodied, and she's still standing, and the Queen's, like, giving her that recognition, like, I mm-hmm. hear you are the one leading this. And I liked this moment between these two women. Mm-hmm. But then we learn, like, Hallbrand is the king that was promised, and everyone's super happy about this like cheering and I have no Mm -hmm. idea what it means I don't understand this I don't get it Mm -mm. maybe it will be revealed later on but Mm -hmm. it was very hard for me to be excited about this because Mm -hmm. I know it's shocking but we don't know who Hallbrand really is we don't know his story so Mm -hmm. like I'm not really invested in him becoming king yet Mm -hmm. same it seems too easy it seems like too much of a handoff like 
even the queen is like, I hear Bronwyn, you've done this amazing job of leading all these people, but I might have someone who can help you. And then she's like, Lord Halbrand. This random guy that showed up that we don't right. even know who he really is, but it should have went to Bronwyn, you know? Yes. Like, if she's she's the one who was there from day one, yep. like, why are we rewarding? She knows this the people who just showed up. <laughs> And, and why are the people happy about this? Like, they right. must really hate Bronwyn. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was just, I was like, that's really weird. And I really, really, really was not expecting Hallbrand to be like, yes, I am. I am that king you've been looking for. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Because he's, he's been... kissing babies and shaking hands. Right. And... <laughs> Breaking champagne bottles on ships and shit. <laughs> But I'm just like, we've spent all this time with him where he's like, he doesn't want this. He does not want this. And now he's like, hand me a crown. (laughs) What happened? Or maybe just, you know what, though? Maybe these villagers are just really sexist and they're like, like, thank God, a man king. So weird that that would happen. (laughs) That would never happen. any other kind? (laughs) I mean, you know what? That could be an entire discussion in and of itself. But uh, not in this show. (laughs) A man is a king. High King Margot. Yeah, we need... I found the exception. Found the exception. So, Erendir is given the key from... That Galadriel had retrieved earlier from the woods. Mm -hmm. Gives it to Theo. And no one this entire time has checked the contents to make sure it's actually what they're searching for. I mean, why? Turning my brain off. Fake out. (laughs) It's an axe. Waldreg has the real key, puts it in, a dam is emptied, water explodes from the ground, Mm -hmm. and then water flows into the base of a volcano. Big, big explosion, sky turns black, the village is being destroyed, and this massive shockwave of ash and fire just blows right past Mm -hmm. Galadriel. And that's where we, that's where we end kind of liked the explosions it was fun yeah 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 not sure at all what galadriel is doing standing in the shockwave you mean yeah what is she doing did she realize that pyroclastic surges like reach over 350 degrees fahrenheit and boil your brain does she know that i know that so but is she (laughs) i mean like like I said, for the show to be really enjoyable, I have to turn off that part of my brain and just ride with it. Mm-hmm. Or, hear me out. Absolutely. She's, we haven't actually even seen the real blast and she's like having a vision. Okay. Okay. But then that would be another fake out. Right. I mean, you know, at this point you could just keep piling them up. It's fine. You know? I was thinking of an episode. You'll appreciate this of Drain the Oceans. Ooh, I love that show. They were talking about the most dangerous places to live Mm. in the world are on 
coastal areas where there are underwater super volcanoes. Yeah. And I guess there's something about the water mixing that makes them so incredibly dangerous that like the explosions are just massive and on another level. That absolutely makes sense too. When I watched the water kind of like flowing into the magma, Uh (laughs) I was like, okay, okay, like I'm fine with this. Yeah fine with this that was actually one of the parts where i was like oh good job good job that was cool that's exactly like my brain what what a destructive force is being created here like yeah between the water hitting the magma and the steam and the rock and everything like you are building pressure upon pressure and Mm -hmm. i mean not that volcanoes need to be any scarier than what they already are they're pretty fucking scary but then mm-hmm. add that extra like catalyst to it of the water and then the steam and you have something that's I wouldn't say atomic level because you wouldn't have like that radiation effect to mm-hmm. it, but like the destructive level of it is Yeah. On a whole nother scale. So I have to ask, is this is this potentially all out ours? plan was from the beginning like it wasn't so much about getting to the village and killing people and taking control of the village but it was like getting the key turning the sky black so the orcs don't have to suffer in the sun i'm just sitting here nodding my head yes at you and no one can see that yeah there are studies that have been done based on volcanic activity that show that the particle layers in the sky were so overwhelming that it affected crop production and the well-being Mm -hmm. of like the people in the area and of course like your visibility yeah that is a lot of debris that's shot up and a lot of it is actually really fine particles Mm -hmm. so it suspends for like a longer period of time than something that would be much heavier that would like be pulled down by gravity Mm -hmm. so you have a longer effect from it maybe this is like his window to like build a whole kingdom you know well and it would now they can work out in the daytime and do their yeah it would make sense that this is then the target why don't they go someplace unpopulated maybe it's because they have all of this stuff here and it accomplishes his main goal of his children being free i still don't get that I still don't raw raw cheer for that, but that I think I think you're absolutely on to something with that. Yeah. I'll leave it on a positive note. Who is Please. your favorite actor, actress this episode? Like who do you think outdid themselves in the acting department? Oh, that's tough. Barrack the horse. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us, listening. If you're watching on YouTube, find our podcast in the show notes. We've got many more episodes there. If you're listening on the podcast side, find our YouTube channel and go subscribe to us because we're getting very close to a new hundred number. Yeah. Spread the news. Spread the news. Tell your friends. <laughs>